0: We are talking about a comic book, which we all read. If you did not also read this comic book, be aware we may talk about the events that happen inside of it. If this is going to make you sad, you should read the comic book first. That's like playing pretend with five-year-olds. Oh, that Spider-Man, he was just a clone. Did I just have a
1: stroke? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast.
2: I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power. Comic book talk by comic book geeks
1: just like you. What we did not know was that Nikolai Tesla was the original
3: designer
0: of the Fleshlight. Work it.
3: Make it. do it. Makes us...
1: Welcome to episode 77 of After the Son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got him. After. 77 of After the Facts. Let's try that again. <laughs> Welcome to episode
1: 77 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. More <laughs> one that's actually been on for, you know, the past 3 years at least once. Uh your host Andy Podell joined today by Ann Bean. Oh, hi. Eddie Isaac, Ohio, and Joel Simon. Sup? Luke is uh, doing a book signing or something like that. I don't know what the fuck. Robbing going a bank. On. He's robbing a bank. <laughs> yep, nefarious activities. Recovering from giant, massive head wounds. He's got a lot of time on his hands,
2: so he can actually be a supervillain. You know, villains have nothing but time. Like they have the most time out of, out of anybody. Like, like v- heroes have alternate lives that they have to leave. Lead, but a villain, a villain is, is always a villain, a villain just a villain that's true so they have so yeah. much free time for nefarious
0: plots so being a freelancer then is like being a villain yes yeah. exactly it's Actually, the
2: same
1: it's one and the same uh today we're going to be covering uh harley quinn um it's by amanda Connor, the Illuminati. My notes <laughs> might be wrong on this. Uh, John Pom- Palm, <laughs> Jimmy Palmati. Jimmy Palmati. Palmiotti. There we go. None Jimmy of us Palmiati. can pronounce this guy's name, and I feel actually pretty bad about it. I just pronounced his name. No, you didn't. Uh, and it's the art is by Chad Harden. Yes. Uh, it came out in February of 2014, so that would be this year. Yep. Uh, I don't know what year it is <laughs> what year it's is been it? a very rough month for me. Yeah. Uh, Turmoil,
2: death, and destruction everywhere. Before we get to that, you guys wanted to talk about some stuff. Ooh, let's talk about Gotham.
0: Woo, I don't have real TV. Okay. Tell me about it. Well,
2: so it's uh the first episode of Gotham uh premiered uh this week. I want to say on Tuesday. I want to say Tuesday. Tuesday is the day. No, Monday because it was after Monday night football. There you go. Yes. So uh
0: it's on Fox, yeah?
2: Yes, it is it's on Fox,
0: which means that either it's going to go incredibly well and get cancelled or that's it's right be the better it. over eight that's seasons. right. the better it
2: is is the <laughs> show episodes out of order increases the chance that it actually gets cancelled um it's got the uh I can't remember exactly who's i know Jada Pickett Smith is actually playing fish um uh, fish Mooney who is a crime boss who works under um the main crime boss in Gotham. I can't remember right now.
0: <laughs> as an idiot about Batman Kingpin? world stuff. What? Mm,
2: yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> Kingpin? Yeah. Really, Joel? No. Yeah. Um, as as crime boss, right? oh, oh, wow. No. You know what? He's mentioned a lot in The Long Halloween, so you don't know that one oh. because you've had that book since before I, we started yeah, recording I'm the show. Four years? four years? Four years now.
2: I don't know why. I'm, I'll I'm, get around I'm, to it. I'm drawing the biggest blank right now about Gotham's inner, inner, inner uh, villainy, <laughs> inner biggest world. Crime families. families. Crime families.
3: Dr. Freeze.
2: No. No, we're um, talking Crime fan, like an actual just mobster. Okay. But um I, somebody out there knows. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. So uh, works for the big boss the big boss in Gotham. And uh the first episode is actually very fast paced. Uh you meet you meet the penguin, you meet um the Catwoman, you meet uh Poison Ivy, you meet all these people. However though, they're not a lot of them are not actually in their uh, well-known, more well-known uh, forms at this point. Uh, Poison Ivy is like a child, and her father, her father's very abusive, and her mother's very passive, um, so she comes from an abusive family, uh, which kind of explains like why, you know, I guess that's the build-up to why she's all messed up in the head kind of later on and why she finds uh warmth in being around plants and stuff like that. And then, like, Catwoman actually doesn't have any lines. However, very interesting is that Catwoman... Exp- um, she is a witness to the murder of the Waynes, huh. which is which has never been stated in any type of Gotham. Uh, yeah, it's, in it's, Batman it's books
1: doing its own spin on. Yeah, things. exactly.
2: Well, I think it's great. I don't. I, I mean, because honestly, for for a show, a live action show, like the same thing with The Walking Dead, you don't want something that's just doubling a book. Yeah, it's you, like you,
1: you, you want to do a new interpretation of right. the story because you know what? If someone wants to see, you know, the original, like the comic book version. They can just read the comic book. exactly. So you put your own twist on things to mix it up a little bit and be like, "Here's how I'm going to reinterpret this slight, slightly." Right. Like one of my favorite Superman origin stories is Red Sun, and I mean mm. that's vastly different, but nonetheless, it's you know it's fresh. And honestly, the Batman origin story has been done the same almost yeah. the same way
0: forever, like seventy it's, times it's, at this point. It's and pretty a much b- a yeah, it's bunch pretty of much times a staple. On film too. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: I, my speaking of Superman, my favorite Superman origin story is actually the Flashpoint one. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Oh, the like one that. where he's like in the cave yep. and like
2: caged, yeah. He's, yeah. Caged. he's just caged he's up. He's just caged yeah. up by the government. But um the uh you know uh Jim Gordon is is thrust right into it. And he's uh, sort
0: of in his like heyday of being a badass isn't he or yeah is he like yeah. a rookie cop like he's like he? a
2: he's like a new cop oh yeah snap. he's like he's like brand new um and it's funny because one of the first cases assigned to him is the wayne murders so mm. he comes in he's a new cop and he's getting this high very high profile case because the waynes were like one of the premier families in gotham um I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with the Penguin because the Penguin actually the Cobblepots were a premier family in Gotham as well, huh. uh, as well as the Arkhams also. Yeah. And um, interesting fact: the Waynes, uh, Martha Wayne, um, she's an Arkham, so the Arkhams married into the Wayne family. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. I, I like. I don't that. think
1: that was the way that it was in the actual books. She, it, they,
2: they touched on that later that she was an Arkham, like in the New Fifty Two. Huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's um.
2: So that could be new. That could be New Fifty Two universe stuff. And I don't know if they'll
1: ever touch on that in the show, but yeah, I really like uh, the. I, I want to read the Jonah Hex. Uh, um, what is it? All Star All Star Westerns? Westerns? Yeah, because yeah, it's Jonah Hex, somebody Arkham, and one of the Waynes, like yeah. Wayne predecessors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In nice. a Western, I'm like, that sounds pretty well because badass.
2: It, it's basically Gotham in the in yeah. the, you know 1980s, 1880s, 80, yeah, yeah, 1800s, yeah, yeah. 1800s. Um, there's a lot of interesting. There's a lot, very a lot. Of, you have to watch the episode very carefully. There's Easter eggs all over Got the place. I can imagine for for different things. Um, Enigma, Edward Digma, the Riddler, actually works for the police department as like a forensic Analysis. analyst yeah, or something <laughs> like that. So um, definitely worth definitely worth the catch. I would recommend watching it about two or three times just so you can catch the Easter eggs. If you're into that type of stuff, you know, not everybody's into it. But me, you know, I'm like a big Easter egg person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, God, I know that. Oh, I know that, too. Um
1: and uh, I love those little bones that sometimes like shows or movies will throw towards the like the fans who yeah like, exactly it's yeah, like if you've been reading this book for you know ten years or twenty years, there's things that you're gonna catch that someone who's just tuning in isn't and this is right. specifically for you enjoy right.
2: and I think one of the best parts about it is that you don't have to have prior knowledge of Gotham or the d c universe to enjoy this show. You can be a new viewer, you can be like hey i'm gonna I, it looks interesting, I'm gonna watch it, and whether or not you are the biggest you know. DC fan or a person who knows nothing about comic books um the show is the story the first arc looks like it's going to be pretty pretty intense and pretty riveting uh and definitely worth the the half hour of your time awesome. so
3: is it all about the death of the Wayne the Wayne parents N- no so Wayans?
2: that piece is actually only no. know shows an hour so that piece was probably only about 20 minutes of the show the, the got it's gonna it's gonna center around Gotham as a city and the different people that Jim Gordon is gonna act interact with
0: mm. and
2: the different uh crime different levels of uh crime families and, and inner workings and the establishment of characters like the penguin, how he goes from a low level thug working for Fish Mooney to this big, you know, Gotham City crime boss slash fence who has his hands in literally every piece of villainy within the within the city and how Catwoman goes from being pretty much a petty thief to a master, you know, a right. mas- a master thief, so to speak. Um so, so you're looking at origins. You're looking at origins and you're looking at a lot of different things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So you see you know, one of the scenes is where you see Catwoman watch the Waynes get murdered. And, you know, essentially there was a point where she actually could have done something but she just does nothing. Oh. She just sits and watches. So I mean she's on a she's on a on a freaking uh, roof. Uh, no, a, uh, a a fire escape. Okay, so yeah. a fire
1: escape. But yet,
2: nevertheless, he's actually a witness to this. Hmm.
1: So Which uh, that's interesting. So, do you think it's more in line with like um? So Dave Latham wrote a story where the villain for the the Batman story was actually the city itself. Right. Huh. Like the city was driving its inhabit. Like you know, Gotham itself sort right. of had this malicious. Um, I don't know, like where you just couldn't be happy there.
3: Concrete jungle kind of stuff. Yeah, concrete yeah. jungle well, kind of drag
1: stuff. Like, where the, the actual like y- there's a it was a, I think like a ten issue series and. So Batman is trying to solve a kidnapping, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the background story. Right. And the entire like time you're you're reading the book, there's this like oppressive dread that is coming from the city itself. And how do you fight a city that you live in? I mean, it was just a, you know, Dave Lapham is a, an amazing writer, and like just sort of the idea that he conveyed was yeah, that's
3: right. Yeah. You know. um, search and frisk. That's how you do it. Search and frisk? <laughs> yeah, search frisk, frisk the city. No, no, you just search and frisk uh, the inhabitants and right, then Gotham, I'm yeah. going
1: to need you to uh just uh, don't move too fast and put your hands above your head. Oh and god, you move. <laughs> <laughs> and sir,
3: and, and then turn the Times Square into uh, <laughs> um Disneyland. And that's pretty much how you solve it. Yeah, the uh huh.
2: the yeah. just to touch on some of the names of the people. Uh Jim Gordon is uh Benjamin McKenzie. I'm not sure exactly what else he's in.
3: Who's uh who's Donald Logue?
2: Donald Logue is um,
3: I love that guy. Hmm. He sure. was he was in a show on FX called Terriers, which was kind of like a, a modern day, um, uh, not Matlock, um, Rockford Files. Oh, yeah. Ah, it okay. was really good. It was a really good show, went on for like one season, and then Fox canceled it.
2: Of course. And then the fans have to start an uprising to get the show back. Family yeah. Guy, season Futurama. 36
1: of bachelorette bye bye. no no problem yeah no yeah yeah
2: it's like oh yeah we really want this show more bachelorette more oh. more uh what's the other one they have another one's called the um where the prince where the dude's a fake prince and
3: oh yeah yeah he's he's supposed to be william yeah and Prince so William
2: for the simple fact that these people don't know that that just that kind of irks me like do you not? I can't read? think too
0: hard about that. <laughs> do you
2: not read the news? Do you not watch TV?
0: So or so
3: yeah. Anyway, who's who's Donald Logue? Is he one of the um, uh, the detectives? I know there's there's one like hard boiled detective. Full series
0: cast. <clears throat> I should hope there's several hard boiled detectives. Oh well, yeah. in Gotham. Do they? Oh, make Oh, he's har- Harvey. Detectives? So Harvey, Bull-
2: he's actually playing Harvey Bullock.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hang Which
2: on. Eddie, the Falcone family? Falcone, there we go. Yes, the Falcones.
0: <laughs> Micatron is related to some Falcones. Yes.
2: So the Fal, the, Fal, the Falcone crime family is one of the biggest crime families in Gotham and um he even makes an appearance in in, in the beginning and oddly enough saves the life of Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock cuz they're about to be murdered. Is
0: Barbara Gordon alive yet?
2: No, no. Um Barbara Gordon, no, there's no they had they don't have the kids yet. <laughs> um he is actually Jim Gordon is actually about to be engaged or engaged to his oh. to his wife. So this Barbara. is like we're right to Barbara. So we're we're talking like early early Wait, origins.
0: Barbara Gordon's mother is named Barbara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's you weird? What you, weird, right? Wait, you thought weird, they were yeah. going to get creative
2: with the names? No, no, oh. no, no, no. There's no, no. not no. no let's uh, keep this simple.
1: So another one is Superman. Uh, Ma Kent, if I remember right, is Ma, Ma Pocket. But Ma's name is Lois, I think. Oh God. There's, there's something weird. Were they
0: just like look? You're asking me to come up with two names for women? Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either... Uh, it's,
1: oh, fuck. Someone's going to correct me on this because I might be wrong. But yeah, it's either his actual mom or Mock Kent. One right. of the two is named Lois. And it's just oh, like, God. Jesus Christ, guys. Come on.
0: There are, I don't think it's his
2: actual
1: three It's not his actual mom because they all have
2: Hebrew weird names. alien names.
0: I mean, alien names. <laughs>
2: Okay, so Hebrew excuse me, Hebrew days, but they're from all the all the Jews are
1: from Krypton now. Is that what we're doing? Mild racism, <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> Eddie Isaac. It's not
0: racism. They're they're no. like the they're the the Sephiroth, the, man. Yeah, exactly. They're on top of the tree exactly. of life or at the bottom of the tree of life. I can't remember which end of the tree of life you want to be on. But <laughs> 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 mild
1: dyslexia, brought to you by
0: Ann Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so less so Can we
2: wait? Can we talk about JL8 for a second and what happened with that, Ann? No, I, we already it was th- we
0: have... old dudes. we talked about it. Yeah. Oh, did an we yeah, when that? you were here? Yeah, you were not on yeah. that episode. Crap, I missed it. Oh. Uh, I am sad that there's no more daylight. Don't yes. send unsolicited dick pics. The end. Yeah. Uh, there's def
2: there's definitely a dating milestone or a profe- or or a personal milestone you want personal to hit with someone. Personal relationship milestone. Personal <laughs> relationship <laughs> <laughs> milestone that you want to hit with someone before you can send them dick pics. I think of that as date 2. Of
0: course mm. you do. Hey Andy, how of would you if you
2: I sent do. you a dick pic like
1: would you would this be acceptable? I'd laugh.
2: Okay, there we go. So, see, so Eddie and I have obviously reached our personal relationship <laughs> milestone, of which I can send him a dick
1: pic. Joel sends them to me all the time. I'm like, God damn
2: it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the most inconvenient times. Yeah. I'm right in the middle f- of a right presentation before, at work. And right I'm just before like, you oh, get hey, a message from Joel, what? oh God, That's right, right before you go to sleep. <laughs> Why does it have lumps?
3: <laughs> hey, look, it's eating peanuts.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, uh, have you guys read anything new?
0: Since. I read Wiccan and the Divine, still always so good. Uh, it's got shabby Baphomet. It's got uh, underground shows filled with gods. It's got teenagers and really attractive art. Uh, it is a story about X number of old gods. I think there's like 10 of them that get resurrected every 90 years. They're resurrected as teen celebrities or young celebrities, and they're destined to die within two years. And Jersey Shore? Oh, good. It's it's kind way of way like it. that, actually, except it's in England. So they're like chavvy Jersey Shore. Oh, so it's the Essex. Um,
2: it's the way to es the road to yeah,
0: Essex, yeah, or, yeah, Essex the, or something like that yeah. was called. Yeah. Uh, some of them are, are like douchier than others, but um, <laughs> douchier. But they're all douchy. That's they're, the all all they're all douchy. douchy. And, and different levels and of douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about one of the f- their fan girls sort of. She's sort of a fan girl of all of them, but she f- follows Amaterasu around and like goes to all her shows and ends up trying to help out Lucifer, who's been framed for murder. Maybe I don't dum, know. Dum, it's dum. Lucifer. So, so are they using? Fun.
2: So the names of the gods are familiar, familiar names. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, mythology? and
0: it's just like they're sort of reincarnated as some random person. So. Yeah. Okay, so
3: but they eventually become celebrities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort so of the, like it's so like the,
0: the, the Dalai Lama if the Dalai Lama were like a
2: So they start off as celebrity. babies. They're reincarnated and they start off as babies?
0: I think they like have a moment in their in their youth where they're like, "And I know I was Sally Smith yesterday, but it turns out <laughs> I'm actually the I'm Morrigan."
2: I'm... <laughs> so that's So what's so, than the random of god I was going to put out? That's so amazing. <laughs> what were you going to say?
1: It's going to be <clears throat> Turns out that uh I used to be Andy Podell and I am now uh Horace. That's that's <laughs> awkward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Horus is not one of them, tragically, but he should be. Although uh Sokmet, the one of the Egyptian cat goddess is, mm-hmm. and she totally like chases laser pointers and shit, and it's wow. hilarious. So are they des-
2: so basically, so they're they're reincarnated, they're born, at some point they have a revelation that they're a reincarnated god. Yeah. But and then are they just I mean is it happenstance that they end up being celebrities like it's just or it's just it just everything falls into place or <laughs> it's
1: the way the karmic wheel works man I mean that's what I'm trying to I mean I'm trying to get a
2: feel I for I feel the,
0: like it's like they kind of wake up one day and they're like all right this is a thing and then machinations machine into place to to make them these these huge stars yeah. and
2: then they die in 2 years
0: That's the that is the destiny And then
3: they come back I mean but honestly if you were if you were going to be a god would you go back as aesthetic and like not do anything in the world or take place in all the pleasures, or would you be as shallow as possible and be you know super popular? And so your
0: bail you know, is more or less Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: awesome.
1: you, you basically <laughs> have two years to do whatever you want, and then you're going to die horribly. There are no re- long term repercussions. Yeah, yeah. do yeah. yeah, right?
2: they, they die tragic, horrible deaths, or it's just like poof?
0: It's it's like one of those like fate. Will off you sort of final destination they end up like situations, James right? Like, you know. mm.
3: motorcycle accident.
0: Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's just like random traumatic deaths. They're okay. gonna happen. What are you gonna do? The one Athena is always like really young. She's like twelve, and really angry about never being able to live past fourteen.
2: Oh man, that sucks.
0: And especially as like a wisdom goddess, she's like got a well, chip on her shoulder. About
2: it. I'm trying to figure out. I'm just trying to figure out. If they're destined to die in two years. Like, how do they just? I'm just. I'm just trying to figure out. Like.
3: As
0: are they uh, in the context uh, of the story. Yeah, okay.
3: All right, okay. Oh, they're like teenagers with angst and everything. I Uh, love it.
0: They're less angsty than some other uh, angst-ridden comics that I really enjoy.
1: Punk Rock Jesus?
0: (laughs) I I haven't read Punk Rock Jesus.
3: (sighs) That's a thing? Yeah. I I thought you just made that up. No,
1: that is an actual comic. It was an eight-issue series. Uh, It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) All right, let's talk about Harley Quinn, folks. Yes!
2: Hooray. Harley Quinn by, this is uh, my selection.
1: Yeah, this, you lead this. This oh, is all awesome. you Awesome,
2: awesome, great. I get the lead. So, um, as we stated before, by Amanda Connor, uh, Paul, Jimmy, Jimmy Palmiotti, Jimmy, Paul 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 and uh, Chad Harden is on the art. Amanda Connor has a. Uh, she did the cover as well. Yeah, she also did the cover. She's done a lot. Uh, some, I feel like
0: her name comes up pretty yeah, frequently.
2: I, I've, I actually there's a couple other books I actually do have that she's done. Um, I generally enjoy her writing, um, and um, the direction of this book is uh, a very fun direction. And and if I and I believe one of the most one of the basic things I'll say about the book is that uh, when you pick it up, just take it take it as being fun. So you wouldn't you know because you're entering a character who um, who has a unique. Uh, prestige of not being originally a comic book character and actually being developed for the show, um, the original Batman anime huh. series, and then being bought into the um, the DC universe. So um, the character has evolved since then. Harley Quinn has more of taken on her own personality, especially in this book. And she, uh, the book starts out where she's finally gotten released from prison I can't really actually figure out if it's a release or escape, but she's finally got released from prison, and she's moved away from Gotham, and she's trying to pretty much just kind of live her life with away from the influence of the Joker and you know Gotham and Batman and being hunted down pretty much constantly. And uh, this is—I want to say this—it's in the same universe, of course, because it's New Fifty Two. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's pre-pre or post Suicide Squad. What
0: this story reminded me of was the 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 part of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she's like working at the fast food joint yeah in terms of like trying to adult real hard kind of but also dealing with the fact that like (laughs) certain uh, aspects of adult life just like aren't in the cards yeah and you know I I appreciate for Harley I appreciate that like um I appreciate her variety of jobs that she's one part therapist yeah. to old That's people right. and one part roller derby hard hitting
2: badass roller derby
0: which I mean come on who why hadn't anyone put Harley Quinn in roller derby before good god
2: Exactly um she brings a mallet into the roller derby yeah, I mean oh boy and it's just like and it just, turns into a freaking Carnival.
0: Exactly. This is. I think that's a good like litmus test of like, can you take this not seriously? Because yes. if you can take the fact that she's just like breaking she's people like in half, people in roller derby, then yeah. then you can probably take the rest of the book. I, I, f- I find it. I find it interesting.
2: Bombs. I find it interesting that she's, as his character has always been written as insane, she's she's grounded enough to still do therapy. Like she's yeah. ground. Like she's she's grounded enough to still understand holding down a job having to pay rent like having responsibility she's the landlady
0: of a building like she bought a building yes exactly she has to do finances yeah
2: yeah but she's very she's but in 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 part she's still very short-tempered like it doesn't really take a, a lot to set her off and to kind of get her to revert back to her maniacal state of uh carnage uh as stated in, like the first few pages of the books he sees this dog that this owner is just like dragging around on this leash and so she pulls out a whip and she like basically whips his dude by the neck and uh, and pretty much takes him for a ride and
3: drags him down drags the street, him
2: down the like, street. The,
1: like it made me super sad to watch the guy dragging the, the wiener dog across the intersection I'm like why would you draw a sad wiener dog that's the worst thing ever exactly So, um, actually, one of the things that I really like about this book is that, um, and we were talking about this for a couple minutes before we started recording, and I'm a little bit sad, but uh, when you see Harley Quinn outside of the influence of the Joker, it gives her quite a bit of time to develop as her own character, which is a really nice thing, because I was pleasantly surprised overall by the book. Um, It's it's lighthearted. It's fun. And that's not what I expect out of a Batman universe book because all of, like the Batman stuff is Brood, just so brooding. Like, brooding and dark and grim <laughs> dark and uh, my parents my parents are dead and I'm angry because of it but I won't use guns because I want criminals to suffer yeah but this is like yeah I killed a guy with a mallet but it was kind of funny and it's just I actually really like Harley Quinn. <laughs>
2: I, I do too. I real I, I I. this is one of my favorite DC Universe characters and I mean there's several reasons why, but I think it's just the uniqueness of the character that they built in the light of the Joker to so the Joker would have a a a constant companion or I feel or like she was
0: Joker's Manic Pixie Dream Girl yes, and now yeah. she's like living outside of that and that's kind like, of lovely to see. Like hmm. like,
2: uh, like Joker's version of the of like Joker's anime waifu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Like so, the Joker when he's done right is absolutely like this evil, malicious force, and you know he is. There's nothing wholesome, good, pleasant, or anything about him. He is just cruel, callous, whatnot. She is sort of. uh, She was originally designed as a comic interpretation of his. She was the wacky version of the Joker. Yeah, like she was just super comedic, and you know, not really good at anything. But she sort of had the same. it's like a... Disposition, kind of? Yeah, it's like a 10-year-old's homage to the Joker. Okay. Mm. So while the Joker yeah. might be like, you know what's really funny? Me putting your face in acid.
2: Oh, put and You shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know what's really funny? If I murder you with a giant hammer. Memmer.
2: Yeah.
0: Because it's like cartoons. Yeah, your exactly. Your kid's like cartoons.
1: Mm. Um, I think she's one of the few people in DC
2: Universe that is... And I think because of that transition, she's she's always a cartoon character. Yeah. She, she's She's not... You know, when you think of Batman, you don't immediately think of Batman as like a cartoon character mm-hmm. because because of the brooding and the co- the,
1: the brooding was the, the serious attitude. Um, yeah, you read like Alan Moore's Arkham Asylum, and that oh, book yeah. is you know deep and dark and <laughs> it's just horrible. Here's nightmare fuel for you kids. Yeah, yeah, this is the one that like you know if you've got uh, like a ten year old or a twelve year old nephew who's just getting into comics, who's like I really like Batman. He's really cool, and I watched all the cartoons. Like, and if you think they can handle some violence, we're like, yeah, here's Harlequin. enjoy that. Yeah, a couple of beheadings, you I know.
0: know. But, but but kindness to animals and plants. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
1: kind to animals and plants. Um, and the thing is, like the uh, <laughs> the violence for the most part in this book, it's mostly off-panel or handled in a way where it's actually funny. Y- right.
0: Yeah, it's really right. cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: The it um, is, and she really is a cartoon character.
0: Yeah. I mean, she is a comedia character, like yeah, which it's close to living cartoons as, as you can get in yeah. terms of like
1: so let's say for the listeners at home and you explain what a commedia yes, character commedia is and not to explain it to me yeah in <laughs> no
0: way am i explaining this to andy but for those of you who are not a nerd about theater like i am uh commedia dell'arte is italian like it was puppet shows but also live action in terms of like there were set characters like harlequin valentine colombo i don't know and they're like like punch and judy type of stuff really specific i don't think they're comedian, i think they're british but whatever um the point is like specific archetypes that people fall into or that <laughs> these 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 characters would like do these really specific stories sort of over and over and harlequin being one of them so i like that harley quinn's um default is is this sort of like checkered Harley Quinn figure, like I really appreciate the scenes when she's putting on makeup to look like a blonde doctor to yeah. go into to go into her work, therapy into job. therapy
2: work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, the other thing about this character is that the 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 separation from the Joker and the development of Harley Quinn in her own lifestyle. Uh, and her own friendships and her own relationships and and then like they uh they also s- experiment with the relationship between her and poison ivy, which has been experimented with yeah before. i really that was like my favorite actually, part of the book yeah, that they actually have like a legitimate friendship and um it was in the Batman cartoon at one point they act there was there was a an episode where there was an is it better now okay yeah. there was an episode where um that was strictly about them pretty much uh i believe that like. Harley Quinn had gotten pissed off at the Joker. Poison Ivy was like had a boyfriend at the time. She got pissed off. It was like girls, like a girls' day out type of thing, and um, and they just like pretty much wrecked havoc <laughs> on their own. And it was and they like at the end they were like she was like oh Mister J like whatever is Harley get away from me like wow that was a pretty good Joker I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was decent <laughs> thanks and um I I personally think that this character is the type of character that can be inserted into multiple stories and as long as you still let that character be independent, uh, there's no there's no like uh, there's no real trouble with like continuity or anything like
0: that. I could see that. Yeah. I do like this story because she really does feel very independent and it feels like she has goals and she is yeah. She is an active, not a reactive character. Yes, yes, yes. A so definitely. Arc.
3: So, would this would this comic pass the Bechtel test? Yes,
0: absolutely. Think yeah. about all the like Ivy and Harley scenes where they're like yeah. chilling they're out, talking, and talking to about each other. Logs. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> hanging out, like
1: having girl time,
0: <laughs> or talking about how they mind controlled a herd of cats. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. as a tangent, I think you know, like we could make an argument that there's a. People would say that in general, DC does not treat its female characters very well.
0: There is an argument there. This is very true.
1: I think this is a very good counter argument to it.
0: I agree. I think it's a in terms of like a DC book about DC women, it's great, and I I like Har. I mean Harley. I feel like had always been like the Joker's manic pixie dream girl, and I hadn't had a chance to see her otherwise. I feel like yeah. Ivy has always been like the sort of badass feminist eco-terrorists of the yeah. DC universe.
3: <laughs> yeah, so does does Harley Quinn have a origin story? I'm not really familiar with the character. So,
2: Harley Quinn's origin story is she worked in Gotham as a therapist. She was assigned to the Joker and slowly she she started to feel a connection
0: with him. Stockholm syndrome. Yes.
2: And then over time, what it was is that her connection was a connection fueled by the Joker's own devices. Like he was purposely doing this. Once he saw a chink in her armor, as a yeah. therapist, he took part in that. And there's an iconic scene in I forget which book, but where she she's talking about he her. She brings up her name, Harleen Quinzel, and he says to her, "Well, you know, you realize that your name is a play off of uh, the." Harlequin uh, theater, right? And she says, and she goes, "He's Harley Quinn, right?" And at that point in the book, what I thought was really good—I f- I wish I remembered who did it—but you, the way it's drawn, you actually see her break. Like you actually see her fully absorb herself into the Joker's world, and then she slowly falls in love with him, and then she helps him break out, and then she becomes one of the Joker's minions.
3: Okay,
0: I appreciate the scene in this book when she's like cuddling the wax figure of the Joker that's <laughs> in the museum. That's in the Bottom yes. up her yeah. I, I and that's like what
3: and and this yeah, that whole wax museum of different serial killers is actually pretty macabre and it's amazing. But kind too. of hilarious at yes. the same time.
0: Okay, yes.
1: So, so as a tangent with the, <clears throat> the new 52 right now, Joker's dead, right? <sighs>
3: Maybe. <laughs> Does anyone ever Nobody die? ever truly dies. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I truly mean, like... Didn't he get his face taken off?
2: He he did. He cut he his face off. Faces. Oh, he cut his the, own the, face off. Okay. The doll, he had the doll maker cut his face off. Okay. Um. He, I won't say dead. Let's just say missing in action. Okay, that's fine.
0: He will come back as Two Face's companion, No Face.
3: Yeah, okay. Two Face and,
1: and No Face together, we're normal guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so
3: Average
0: to one face.
3: And and so Harley Quinn is set adrift, and she has to find her own way. You know,
2: right? Because you know, usually it was living for the Joker, doing you know, doing the Joker's bidding, and that was her attachment to the world. And now with the Joker missing, she's kind of lost and. I, I want to say it's post. It's probably post Suicide Squad because it's
1: post Suicide yeah. Squad.
2: Okay, yeah, because so she's not in. But the pro- the problem is, is that the the other Suicide Squad book exists. The, oh. They did Suicide Squad, the first one, right? That, and then they, well, they went to hell and whatnot. And then they started the new Suicide Squad. Oh that, shit! They recently okay. started.
3: Was Harlequin? She wasn't in the uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, she, she was. She
2: was a She Who
0: all was in the Suicide Squad?
2: Uh, Shark. Shark, King Shark, King, King Shark, King Rag
3: yeah. Doll, King
2: King Shark, Deadshot, Harley Quinn. No, they cha- it's Suicide Squad, so Bane. people die. Didn't
1: we do
0: a Suicide
3: yeah. Squad?
2: We did. Yeah, we that's did that's the one that we, yeah, we read. Yeah, we did. did suicide Squad. She did the... wasn't in that one though. No, she was. She's a ma- she was a primary member of the in squad. The one, not in the one that we yes. read. Yes, like, she it was. was.
0: Like Catman.
2: No, it's her. And. Yeah.
0: Can't uh, and Scandal Savage was in that one.
2: Then mm-hmm. you guys must have done an older Suicide Squad. We did the g-
0: the first, the New 50- Gail Simone one, not New Fifty Two. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's the, okay, okay,
2: yeah. The new The New Fifty Two Suicide Squad is Harley Quinn. She's okay, in that, yeah, I mean
0: that makes sense for just for how can can she and Ragdoll like have a conversation? Does that ever happen? Nope. Yeah. like I feel like they would just like touch fingers and then the war universe would implode.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the like the new new 52. Yeah, cuz the new the new Suicide Squad just started is uh Deathstroke, Harley oh, Quinn, yeah. That's Joker's daughter Still, um, King Shark. Uh, I'm not sure if King uh. Shark died or not. I have to finish. <laughs> I think King Shark's dead. Yeah, I think King oh Shark God. did die. What a character! But mm-hmm. um, well, it's not the King Shark from the Arkham Asylum. Right, it's show. It's the King Shark who's literally literally a shark. man shark, half, half man, half shark, half man, half, half shark. Pig. Right, as yeah. opposed to Iron Jaw, <laughs> and Iron no Jaw King
0: Shark, man shark pig.
2: Yeah, or what was the the Bond villain with the the jaws. steel
0: jaws. jaws? It was it Jaws. Andre the Giant was Jaws. Yeah. Was it okay?
3: No, no Jaws. No. It wasn't Andre the Giant. No, it, it was a it was another guy who just recently died, R.I.P. But uh, no, it wasn't Andre the Giant. Huh. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, um, enough about this story. Let's the, talk about the art. art. I Yay! like. I I like. I enjoy.
2: I really enjoy the art. I enjoy the art because, like I said, it 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 keeps that cartoony
1: feel. If, it doesn't try to bring it too lifelike. That's
2: it, true. It yeah. uh, it, it
1: feels super J. Scott Campbell to me. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Oh man, yeah. Like look at some of like the, the lines of the faces and uh, like that reminds me of like the original like five issue run of Gen thirteen.
0: Hmm.
1: Like it just screams like look at this uh sorry for the listeners which, at home, I can't really Look
0: at this thing, the look at H- this H- thing H- which you cannot see. For our H
2: D viewers who can actually see what we're looking at. <laughs>
1: Paid subscribers get to see material. Yeah. Uh no, but I... like if you look at just like the just the hair and the faces and everything like that and tiny Glenn dancing just I love it
0: screams
1: <laughs> early image stuff
2: yeah that's i i true. Yeah, i i could agree I, I definitely agree and
0: i think it's important to have like that level of cartooniness or else you would get out of the like appropriate for a 12 year old type yeah. of and in, in into like oh my god this is actually really mm. morbid which is kind of great about her cuz if you do think literally when you're not in like harley brain you're like you just drug a guy to death with a whip around his neck and in- kept it moving back of your motorcycle because you didn't like how he was treating his dog.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then smash the guy's head off.
0: Oh in yeah.
3: In traffic.
2: There's the uh, her f- the way her facial expressions are drawn. I believe that's actually masterful. The, um, it's very rare in some I wouldn't say very rare but I'd say about 50 50 split of where an artist is actually able to capture the face facial expression of the emotion. emotion of emotion correctly for the scene and Johnny Christmas is really good at that. If you go like right, <laughs> I know right, right here, but like there, like oh, that yeah. is a, that is like the 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 malice in her face is portrayed. That if you if somebody said, "What do you think this person is feeling?" You would be it's got to be like malice, contempt, or we're talking you
1: know, about anger. right after the roller derby scene. Uh, it's the lower right-hand panel, and unfortunately, the pages are not numbered for us. Yeah.
2: But it's definitely it's, – uh, this is second issue. It's issue two? This is, this is issue two.
0: And I st- love that that is on the same page as the catchphrase, Alley-oop, you sack poop. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> this is the emotional depth and, that, and breadth and, of this
2: book. And that's oh. the type of stuff that I'm talking about because that was the type of lies that she was always given. In even in her one shots and stuff that like that, she Super did get campy. eventually. Yeah. But even in the cartoon, like yeah. she was always given these wacky, Holy, Hoss, and Pepper.
3: Yeah, yeah, just wacky
2: yeah. lines and unsensible, excuse me, sayings. And you're just like, who says that? Well, Harley Quinn says stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Can. She
3: she really is a throwback to the old campy TV Batman. Yes, absolutely. You know. Yes. So
1: one thing, uh, just on that note, real quick the the writing, you know, is keeping her like lines the same but i think it's really smart between the actions that are going on not necessarily the dialogue and the art right yeah. because it's taking those lines and giving them this depth that you wouldn't have seen five years ago from her oh indeed oh without a doubt without which a doubt. i
0: really appreciate i think that's i uh, and i think it's so funny because was this the book that had the like stupid art the chicken, contest
1: the chicken scene
0: yeah because it didn't i i mean maybe i read bad but i did not see a suicide art contest scene in this book i don't know I don't, if, I don't think if that was in suicide squad or what but do you know you remember I'm, the contest yeah there's I'm like referring?
1: three three things one where she's got herself dressed up as a giant chicken about to uh like get eaten herself. by crocodiles, yeah, crocodiles or something like, like, like a chicken bikini was what it was
0: it was a chicken bikini i think that's
1: yeah. book zero actually oh
3: yeah
0: yeah, yeah that's that actually that was book done with different different artists
3: yeah, where yeah, yeah i was books. thinking about buying that the but Bo- I did, decided not to.
2: Yeah, well, book zero is really interesting because bringing the character back, it was all these artists, some of that had worked on Harley Quinn before, Bruce Tim being one of them, and then like all these other popular artists putting their own spin on how they would draw Harley Quinn. And it's a really that issue is really good, just I you mean, know, for aesthetic value, if you're a collector or if you just like if you if you enjoy art, because there's no story at all it's about it. Images. It's just oh, okay. images. Just No, I mean
1: there's. I mean there's there's writing points or talking points, but it's it's there's no
0: it's not a plot
1: yeah thing. it's not a plot it's thing it's just no. a here's some vignettes no. of yeah. Harley okay. Quinn yes. yeah
2: Anything and, and uh, it's, it's actually very interesting if you're into the different types of art and watching out different artists take a spin on a character yeah which, which did, you, they,
0: did they have significant numbers of female artists because I know that's originally they, why they had that contest. they did that's awesome they I, did. unfortunately like to me it's unfortunate that like that was the tone that they set for something that actually did work apparently to yeah. get women to draw Harley Quinn and this is probably one of the like Better DC women books well, that I've, I've I like this better than Catwoman in terms yeah. of like oh definitely her, it's her def- as a coherent character definitely better than Catwoman well I mean uh Bat, you
2: know Batgirl when it was being done by Gail Simone that's was true. like that's absolutely awesome it was it was legit and the popularity be that the popularity of Harley Quinn has skyrocketed uh, I don't think I don't think I well I would hope I don't think that uh DC is going to attempt to defraud the the character. In any way, because it's a seller. It's it's a it's a
1: um, legit seller right now. Okay, so Anne's going to be leaving us right now, but uh, the conversation is going to keep going. Anne, buy borrow, or Burn?
0: I would borrow, um, unless you are like wanting to get into the DC universe and frustrated about how its women are treated. And which guys buy it? Okay, okay, bye, Anne. Okay, bye. <laughs> Later, Anne.
3: Okay, thanks. Bye.
0: Okay.
1: So, okay, uh, thanks. Let's continue this discussion of the art real quick. Uh, the- like, I am just. I'm super impressed. Like this is a DC book, and I'm, uh, I've vocally said many, many times that I'm not a fan of DC in general. Yeah. This sort of takes every convention that I know about DC and f- just flips it on its head. It is, it's awesome. I must, yeah.
2: say, I must say, Harley it's, Harley. It's Quinn, really cartoony. Harley Quinn as a blonde is hot. <laughs> like as is as, as, like it's her her transition from therapist to you know, the roller derby Harley Quinn is flawless and that she always wears her Harley Quinn uniform under her doctor's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like this scene right here, there's a scene in issue two where she's changing and it's very Superman, Batman esque. Cause she rips her, her top off blouse. Her, her blouse and then under it is the Harley Quinn outfit.
1: Yeah. Also there's an amazing change from the panel where she's blonde to like, she's got normal colored skin. And then all of a sudden, bam! She's super pale yeah, again, yeah. and just, the hair is the right color and everything. Yeah, it's pretty really, it's awesome.
3: But Joel, you were gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say with this with this comic book, it pretty much the first couple issues establish her in the world. She's living with a freak show, which is kind of kind of perfect because she's not she's not of this world. You know, she's not a normal, and so she has this apartment building with a bunch of freak show. People, there's a dog boy and a goat guy, and a, and a really tall Amazonian woman, and, and a um, buff midget. Yeah, and <laughs> midget. Glen dancing. Yeah, it's totally Glenn dancing Danzig. guys. Danzig wee person. Um, but the one thing that I thought was hilarious, and it, it took me a while to to catch on, was Cyborg. Oh yeah the the Jewish secret agent. Yeah. Who and I just realized that Cy is you know, like Cy Waltzman. It's this guy's cy, but he's a Borg. It's a plain. Cyborg. <laughs> the, yeah, the whole pretty much the whole entire story is is tongue firmly placed in cheek. Because it never really <laughs> takes itself seriously. And so Cy Cyborg had so throughout the throughout this arc, there's a hit out on Harley Quinn and she either destroys these hitmen or something comes up that that kills these hitmen like the Danzig just walking around with a gun just shoots a guy that was trying to, you know, knife, knife knifer. And so Cy, who's at this uh, at the uh, nursing home, says, hey, well, I know who you are. And if you kill these old Russian secret agents, I'll help. I'll help you out with the uh, with your problems. with with your. Yeah. With your hit, (laughs) your hitman problems. And so they go on this on this camp. uh, (laughs) Wacky quest of killing off these guys. And it's just—I mean, one guy gets beheaded by bears. <laughs> it's, I forgot about that. Yeah, right, where where they go to a zoo. One of the the old Russian secret agents is working at a zoo, and so when when they show up, this this secret agent lets all the animals out, and he tries to get the bears to you know go out and kill, and they kill him instead. And yeah.
2: The one scene where she blows air into the guy's IV tube and it like explodes his head, like it's ridiculous. I mean, it's comedic. It's yeah, very comedic. It, it, it's it really very, is very comedic.
3: Yeah, it's uh, and and that's one thing is that I didn't. It's it's a good change from of uh, yeah grenade bagels yep grenade <laughs> bagels grenade Grenagles. bagels grenade bagels grenade bagels yeah <laughs> not exactly kosher um, but but the thing is is that um. Yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously. So, and and that's one of the things is I was expecting maybe a serious take with fifty two or whatnot, but this is definitely not it. You know, is going with her kind of clownish attire and whole persona. Um,
1: I'm looking at the cover for issue number two, and that just screams to me like 2080. I'm not sure why, or heavy metal or something like that. It does. It does. It does. it's, It's, It's very. It's very heavy metal. It's, I don't know.
2: I, I really enjoy I really enjoy these covers. Um, they're and I when I not, as a you know as a person that collects, I have a lot of the alternate covers for a lot of these, and they're just I mean they're just as good. Um, and I'm not sure if Amanda Connor did the art on all of them, all the covers. I think she does a lot of them, but um, he, <laughs> yes, I think she actually does. She's she's doing all the cover art, and I mean they the covers are very attractive. The covers are something with they're definitely... They're aesthetically pleasing. Yes. And they're like, easy on the eyes yeah, that would make you go, I'm going to pick this up because
1: yeah. the cover just makes it look so great. Just overall, I think it's like a masterfully crafted book. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling Ann earlier, like you're not reading it for the for the, the riveting and deep storyline. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, this is not, you know, it's not a Vertigo
1: story. It's not Alan Moore. It's not Neil Gaiman. No. It's just a fun it's book. It's a fun
2: book. And if you take it as a fun book, and you're just having fun, and you want something that's, you know, in DC, l- lighthearted. Good, a good wave of comedy, a familiar character, a f- few other familiar faces, and and, and some mild
1: cartoon violence. It's really great. Yeah, it's like it reminds me a lot of the the stuff. Like it's got more violence in the b- books that I read when I was a kid, but it's got sort of the overall theme and the feeling that got me into comics as a kid. Mm-hmm. And if we have more books like that, I think you know, twenty years from now, there'll be people our age who are like, "Yeah, I started reading back with ha- Harley Quinn," and you know, yeah, as opposed to me being like, "Yeah, I remember reading back in you know, like the eighties or something." Yeah, the eighties. But for no, sure, overall. Uh, so let's. What we, do you guys think? We buy, borrow, and burn. Buy, borrow, and burn. Joel, uh,
3: I would borrow it. Really? I mean, I'm not a DC guy, so okay. that's why. But it's it's good enough to borrow. I would definitely lend it out to somebody if I had it.
1: I, I would definitely buy it, Eddie. Uh, I, wait, I, this is a DC book, and uh, <laughs> way to go, man. I've
2: obviously bought it. Like, I, you know, it's still <laughs> in my collection box every month, and you know, I enjoy. Um so after the,
1: after the first arc does it continue with sort of the same theme it doesn't
2: No so the the next arc is uh is bleed over from issue 6 where now she's trying to get to the bottom of who who put the hit out on her and um it basically goes into who put the hit out on her who else is still what other assassins are still trying to kill her and um basically trying just, be, just trying to get to the bottom of that piece. That's so your second arc is bleed over from it's not like it's just totally new, it's bleed over from 6 because she originally found out there was a hit out on her in like issue 3 or 4. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's uh I guess two borrows, two buys. I think that's the best DC book we've done so far. <laughs> Okay, so uh, coming up next, and actually the reason Anne left is because we have a fan-recommended book, uh, Transformers All Hail Megatron. Uh, She's going to pick that up right now. Thanks, Uh, Nick. There you go. After that, we've got... uh, Mr. Lindsay. (laughs) We've got (laughs) episode uh, 79. is going to be the first volume of Hellboy, the library edition. Uh, It is, I think, Wake the Devil and Seeds of Destruction, maybe? Sounds right. Then after that, we've got... Episode 80, which is another long read. It's uh, Transmetropolitan. Uh, that book is fucking phenomenal. It is. And still relevant. And it's, it, yeah, I, I can't imagine it not being relevant in all honesty. Right. Uh, after that, we've got Furious. That's episode 81. That's uh, Brian J. O. Glass and uh, I don't remember who else. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Andy. Eddie, thanks. Mr. J. <laughs>
3: Joel. Uh you're welcome. <laughs> and Ann? No. Oh no, no. No wait, no Ann. No, Ann. All right.
2: That's right. Oh, uh Twitter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Uh <laughs> you, you could okay, you Put can find tw- us on Facebook at Trade Secrets Podcast. Yep. We have two we have a discussion group. A discussion that uh, group? is very very popular and moderated by Joel Simon. Joel Simon <laughs> <It's> <laughs> keeps it not? keeps it swinging. <laughs> keeps it rocking It's a party in there. Anyways, <laughs> you can find <laughs> us on Twitter myself at uh, Great Doctor Andy I'm at mathastrophe.
3: Joel I'm Superfly And as Ann Bean Tweets Ann Bean Tweets And, and Luke, Luke is, is at
2: Geek Elite Yes Geek Elite okay. he, Greek, oh, No Geek Elite Geek Elite yeah. Geek Elite Geek <laughs> Geek <laughs> Geek <laughs> Geek <laughs> Elite <laughs> Geek oh. Elite uh, Geek Elite Geek Elite Geek Elite
1: I don't know why you guys listen to us Thanks We're out Working on making And Makes us
3: stronger All than ever Hour after hour Work is never over Work it harder Make it better Do it faster Makes us stronger